Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers. This is episode 87 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name's Sasha Black, and here with me every single week is... Daniel Wilcox. Hey, buddy. Hello. I've sorted out my lighting situation this week, so you can actually see my face properly. Yeah, we can see you, unfortunately. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Involved moving a light very, very close to my face, so it's stinging my eyes, but it's worth it for the podcast. How's your week been? Um, It's been good. It's been a blur. Um, Mostly, I was just telling you off air, like, I've done a lot of extra boot camp sessions this week for people taking part in um, my nano boot camp, just to kind of, in the final big week, help them cross the finish line and um because of that it meant that you know I'm I don't normally go to bed all that late but I've been going to bed quite late a lot this week um but like, I'm still somehow able to keep productive thanks to dictation like I'm absolutely rocking the whole dictation game and one big step that I've made this week is that I sent out um a sample of audio to a bunch of transcribers at different price points just to see sort of like the quality of what transcription would come back as um and I had very, very cheap, all the way up to too expensive for me to maintain for the long term. But I was just curious. And if I'm going to be sort of like putting out um, content on what it's like to learn to dictate, I wanted to kind of cover the full spectrum. And as expected, what I found was like the cheapest among the cheap clearly just used the same AIs that I've been using to transcribe the audio and then sent it back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and the first line of the book is uh, the air smelt of. And both this was interesting both the cheapest and the most expensive converted that to the ass smelt of <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like hmm not sure i'm gonna go with the expensive one nor the cheap one but i managed to get one comeback that was very very surprisingly just awesome so a lot of them when you get a transcription back just comes back as a big legal paragraph and then you have to go through and like add the punctuation and the spaces and all the bits that have been missed because when i dictate i i've just not done punctuation i just focus on content And the person that I'm using, um, hopefully using, I'm literally in an email conversation with her, not right now, but I have been this morning, um, laid out paragraphs as she thought that they were, laid out like the right lines of when people were speaking, uh, even created a separate document that had all the different character names and location names that might be sort of awkward to pick up through transcription. And like she was the second of the cheapest. So I basically like, because I grabbed her from another website, I basically reached out to her personally and been like, can we do a trial of this book just to see how it goes? This is what I'm offering. Are you in? Um, and I've just seen the email pop up a minute ago just saying like, yes, yeah, she's very, very interested. So potentially this could very, very nicely streamline a lot of the work that I'm doing right now, which would just be beautiful because having to go through and just listen to the AI transcription, because it will like, if it gets one word wrong, it's likely it's going to turn that into a sentence. It's totally different to what you said. Although you can kind of read between the lines sometimes. But I edited a chapter recently that I had done. It was one of my earlier ones that I did when I first started dictating and everything was new. Um, and it took a while to go through and clean that up. So that is almost a big weight off my mind. We're trying it with one book. And then if that goes well, then potentially a few more after that. 
One of the things that I read once when I was looking at doing more dictation is that if you have difficult names, just call them something else for the tr- the dictation. Yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 But then I get to that point. I'm like, oh, what is an easy name? It'll pick up. Uh, Charlie. <laughs> but it's a woman. Charlie is also a woman's name. <laughs> How about you? How's your week been? My week has was much better than last week. My week has been very singular, is what I would say. So my deadline for Trey is Monday at midnight. And as of, so today is Friday morning, Friday the 26th. The deadline is midnight on the 29th. So I have three days. And well, today, including today, I have four. Um, and on Monday, I still wasn't entirely sure how I was going to finish the book. Um, so I spent four hours on Monday writing up notes because I went back and reread Victor, which is the second book. And I wrote up all my notes. I wrote up things that I thought I needed, like in the relevant chapters, because I, I had lots of notes, but they weren't like for the particular chapters. And then I wrote kind of chapter summaries, like very short summaries so that I could quickly see where like plot points were in the book. So that took up most of Monday. So on Tuesday, I had a 98,000 word book that needed editing in full. And by my approximation, about 13,000 words that needed writing of more or less new chapters. And of course, as you edit, you still add words. So I think I've added almost 8,000 words already this week. Damn. And that, it, that is not including the 13,000 words that I need to write. <laughs> um, and as of this morning, I have 35,500 words left to edit and still the 13,000 words to write. Um, now, it may be that the, that word count comes down. I've based that off of an average word count of the chapters in the book um, and sort of how many chapters are there. But I am, yeah, finding that I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a worst case scenario. It's going to be 13 to 15K by Monday, which will, so if I do this and if I, if I do get the book done, it will beat any level of production that I've ever done ever in a week. So um, that will be all kinds of personal bests um chloe has very kindly said that she will take atlas on sunday so i'm going to work all day sunday so i'm doing an all-day sprint for my patrons um i am going so most of today is gone i'm going to get a little bit of time after this uh but most of today is gone uh for one reason or another most of tomorrow is gone i'll work tonight i'll work tomorrow night i've got all day sunday and i've got all day monday and that's it i don't know if i can hit it and that's not me being negative that's me knowing what my production levels are like and how many physical hours i have to work it's me just being realistic um am i giving up no i'm fucking not i am still charging ahead um now i know lots of people like if I, if I, you know, don't hit, but like I get really close, everyone's going to be like, oh, but you did so much. No, 
fuck off. There are no fucking participation trophies here. Okay, this is black and white. Either I hit the fucking deadline or I do not. Um, and it's okay. Like, even if I don't, like, even if I don't hit the deadline, I'm still going to have the book finished next week. And that is fantastic. And I'm deliriously mm-hmm. happy and excited about that. But I will have failed the challenge. And that's not okay with my competition. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm very, like, like I'm very um, upbeat about it. You know, like, it, mm-hmm. what will be, will, will be. But I am pulling out all of the stops to get this done. Um, I have chronic headaches I've got eye strain I've fucked my back and my neck my hip is bad and my knee is swollen but I'm going to the chiropractor today so I'm hoping that's gonna help I think Um, you probably need to so this is well this is what I mean by singular like my week has been singular all I have done is focus on this I haven't replied to messages I haven't contacted people I have I've left emails I've not done stuff in my Facebook group there's so much stuff that I haven't done and I just don't give a shit because when when there is when competition and focus like lock on to this thing that must be done, everything else ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. And it is terrifying and full of joy all at the same time. And um, like it just feels like this is so the right way for me to work. Right. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday about how um, people who do it the other way and are really consistent and just like consistently plod out words every day, day after day are capable of incredible feats. Um, But I am also capable of incredible feats, but not like that. Right. Mm. So it has been a very big reminder to me that I actually work very well when I have to burn hard to get a thing done and I don't really like working this close to the deadline if I'm perfectly honest but um <clears throat> in future I, I think I am going to almost push myself into this kind of format because I think I focus more I get distracted less and I deliver better um and the other thing that I noticed is that I very much write books in two halves so like I did the last half edit of the of this book the first couple of weeks of this month and then I took six days off because that was my phoenix crash right I'm a phoenix I burn hard then I crash into ashes and then I burn hard again and then like I've started burning again to to get this last bit done and and that's almost always how I work like and I just don't know why I haven't embraced that before but I think that is what I'm going to do so I am going to set insane goals for very tight spaces of time and then just do nothing afterwards. Um, Cause I think this is, this is the best way for me to get stuff done. And I'm sure I'm giving people heart attacks listening who are more of the consistent variety, but just doesn't fucking work for me. And do you know what else I've realized? I think that's why nano doesn't work for me. 50,000 words in a very tight deadline. And this is the crazy thing. I'd be better off trying to do 50 K in two weeks than I would over a course of a month. Like that is the kind of ridiculousness that I'm talking about, that kind of intense burn, because it's trying to sustain that over a a month period that I can't do because Mm. life gets in the way. I've got a small kid or, you know, there's freelance work or there's this or that. So actually I'm better off clearing the decks and doing only that for two weeks than I am trying to do a little bit every single fucking day when there's like life crises going on or whatever anyway so i'm gonna move on on. yeah sorry well just i want to add something to that just because um i finished reading that uh writing and marketing systems by elena johnson this week and 
like you're right it was i didn't take like a lot new from there but it definitely sort of like sparked a fire um that i'd sort of forgotten over the last couple of years but one thing that i found very interesting that she said which is kind of quite similar to what i do a lot that i didn't realize i was doing was she sets sort of like very lofty word goals each day so it might be like very very broad example but she'll say i'm going to hit ten thousand words every day and it's probably about 30 20 30 of the time she actually hits that but that's part of her process is just having that higher goal allows her to reach higher which is how i kind of tend to work in that and that just seems like it's just interesting seeing how different people work under different constraints and stuff yeah this has been really fascinating to me because (laughs) on tuesday when i knew what i had to do by monday i was like I'm not quitting because we're not mm-hmm. at the deadline, but also there's no fucking way I'm going to be capable of doing this. Um, and then like, it's now Friday and I've gotten through half over half the book, like 70% of the book. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how have I done that? I don't know how I've done that, but I've done it. Um, and so I'm like, well, actually, what has this shown me? What has this taught me? So I'm, I was just trying to like reflect. So I know this has been like a really long, how is your week? But it's been very interesting for me. Um, in terms of learning how to get, get maximum done. yeah done for me so yeah nice level up do we have a level up no we don't we have don't. A level up this I week. think I think we burned through level ups this week so I am I keep saying this I am going to be putting a level up farm on the Facebook group this week so um, anyone who's got a level up who wants us to shout it out live on air and to celebrate your win get involved let us know email us patreon Facebook whichever way you can get in contact with us yeah so we have a new patron don't we emma we have an emma has joined our ranks hello emma how's it going (laughs) you can't talk back but hi (laughs) yeah thank you so much to emma jeffrey for joining us um and if you would like to join us and join us for our q a's and our live sessions then you absolutely can by visiting patreon.com forward slash next level authors do you have a notice this week uh i mm. It's really annoying because I've got a couple of things in the works that I can't yet announce, which is super annoying. Um, so I'm just going to go for activated authors again. Just the community is growing. We're getting new people added in each week. Um, it's a real sort of like bustling heart of activity for people who are looking to publish their books. And um, yeah, go to activatedauthors.com and find out more. Cool. I don't really have anything. Just all the normal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Links below. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thing of the week. What have you enjoyed this week, my love? Mm, two things because it's never just one uh number one so this week i've accidentally dived into a total restructure of my entire business and planning systems um partly i think because of that book writing marketing systems but also through the discovery of notion which i don't know if you've ever used it yourself um i can't remember look, I we had, it, but yes <laughs> we had uh, two people in um my boot camp recommend it kerry and emmy um, Jenna and also uses it she does not. I checked with her. She uses um, Milanote. Oh, yes. My apologies. It is Milanote. Yeah. 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 Um, but like just it's one of these things that I instantly saw so much potential for what I could do with my business. It is allowing me to build a system in which I can look at overviews as well as going into sort of like the micro of all the different things I have to do. Um, I'm very much still in the, the sort of building phase of what I'm doing, but for people unfamiliar what it is, it's almost like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a cross between like Asana, Evernote, Squarespace. Like you almost build your own little sort of mini websites in which you can manage stuff. And it's got integration with like, 
Google Drive, you can build calendars on there, charts, data, everything you want. You can share spaces with other people. You can keep them private. And just, I will be doing a tour of what my sort of dashboard and everything looks like once it's built. But just for the way that I work and the way that I've learned and the way that I want to monitor all the things I'm doing, it's allowing me to have a very sort of top level view of my business. So I can look at like much more strategically what is working, what isn't, where my time should be put. Um, I'm building in systems on sort of like the stuff that I have to do each week that I've been lacking for a while. And it's letting me get organized. And I think the top thing for me out of all of this is it's very, very, or it can be, depending how you want to use it, but it can be very visual. So it's got a lot of um, capabilities of sort of printing it up and really sort of designing it in the way that you want to. And for someone like me, who is very, very visually led, that works very, very well. Do you feel energized by having done Every that? second of every goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, like, it's one of those things that it doesn't feel like work at the minute. I'm just coming to it. I'm just enjoying playing with it, putting That's it together. And... Okay, so it's giving you energy pennies. I am going to put this out there. I have a feeling that it will work for a while and then you might find something else that's even better. And the reason I say that is because since I have known you, I have lost count of the number of times you have changed systems mm-hmm. and processes. And I actually think there is something in your strengths, maybe the adaptability or maybe it's a strategic, I don't know, but I think you derive a lot of joy and a lot of energy from change and changing things and making things better and trialing and experimenting with systems and processes Mm. and I think like I don't know I I don't know if you are searching for a panacea in terms of systems or processes but I think I don't know I just feel like you will never find a one solution but you will keep iterating and like that's okay because I think it gives you joy anyway like yeah yeah. I definitely like I I agree with you like I've got I've been through like a number of planners I've tried like Asana and Trello and sort of every variation of that um one, one thing that I've sort of seen a lot of potential in this is it combines a lot of the different things that I use together. So it allows me still to use those other things, but to access them very easily and to integrate them into the system. And it's actually something that um, I'm considering going back to, to counseling a little bit for, just because I have, I do have a real issue just in my life in general with stasis and with routine. Why and is with that a problem? Because it's not always entirely conducive to getting the things done that I need to get done to consistently run a sustainable business. Like I need, I feel like I need to have a mix between some stuff that is sort of routine and I have to deliver and that like, I haven't, like there are certain points where I feel like I need that sort of um, just reminder in the week to do a thing. And so I want to find a balance between routine and still having the flexibility to do the other stuff that then allows me to scale my business. It's a ranger, not adaptability, just because I've just checked your strengths. Um, I would say try coaching first and see what comes out of that before trying therapy, because I think this is more of a business thing. I would disagree. (sighs) It's just like, no, I know where you, I do know where you're coming from, Um, but it does. It's not just in my business. It is in my life. Like one thing I'm going to struggle with in this, um, in this place is that the rooms are very, very sort of limited. And I'm someone who, as you know, will move a living room or a bedroom around like two or three times like a month <laughs> just to like have it feel a bit different. And so I want to kind of get to the root of the bottom of that because I know that a lot of that stems back to me moving around a lot at very, very sort of like prime times of my life and never feeling like, like, yeah, it just, it just dives deep into like, I, I haven't felt settled in years. And so for some reason, I feel like I need to constantly rearrange stuff to keep things fresh because that's just the way that I operate. 
Yeah, I have listened to a um, uh, a a strengths thing talking about a ranger, how that is an incredibly common behavior for people with a mm. ranger. We can talk about this offline. Um, <laughs> you do whatever you need to do. But I'm just saying, I I think you yeah. would get something from from coaching as I well. I definitely considered it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Consider it as well, maybe as mm. a as opposed to a, an either or is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And my my second thing very, very quickly, sorry, <clears throat> is um, have you watched the Will Smith series on YouTube? Best Shape of My Life? No. Fucking phenomenal. OK. Best shape of your life or shake of your life? Best shape of my life. So he, okay. he filmed the um, Serena or the Williams sisters documentary uh, biopic where he's the dad put on a bunch of weight and then tried to record himself over 20 weeks, losing 20 pounds at the same time as he was writing his memoir. And what I will say is it goes very quickly from the Will Smith that is always on camera, that is always very sort of like happy and jovial and very sort of um, manufactured. And then just peels all of that back and just shows the reality of what it takes to live that kind of life and it really like it's the first I'm, I'm like a big fan of authenticity and people just being very very honest and open about their experiences because I know out there someone is going through the same thing that doesn't feel validated and just it's one of those shows where like he does have a very very different life but at the same time the heart of all of his things are very much the heart of a lot of people's problems so worth a watch I cried that's all your turn <laughs> Um, so, uh, the first thing I have enjoyed is Lesbians Who Write, which is a podcast by TB Markinson and Claire Lydon, both lovely ladies who I've met in person at a London book fair. Um, actually, funnily enough, I met Claire before I was even a writer, I think. I was sort of very early in my writing days, and she was speaking at Elfest, which is like a lesbian festival in the UK, and, um, yeah, I watched her speak and, and sort of chair a, a, a panel of lesbian authors. And then I met her very drunk at an ally affair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, she's lovely. And uh, I I forgot that they that because I knew she had one podcast and then she's got this one as well. And I, I just stumbled upon it and I was like, oh, yeah. And uh, I've been binge listening and it's I also it's awesome. I love it. So, yeah, I've been listening to that. Second thing I have enjoyed are my new headphones, which are hey, not, not cool. headphones. So these I'm going to put these on even though so. These do not go in your ears. So for, for viewers, ah. you will be able to see that the the sound bit is not, it's on my jaw, on my cheek, and I've still got my um, podcasting headphones in my ear. So, and hopefully that's enough of an explanation. But these work by putting vibrations through your cheekbones. So it's called jawbone conduction. Mm -hmm. And it is surreal. I got these because um, I get a lot of headaches from Bluetooth headphones. Uh, I've got the Bose, very the very the very famous ones that everybody gets, the noise cancelling Bose Quiet Comfort ones that are over it overhead, and I can only wear them for about an hour because I start to get a headache. Um, one, I think, because I also wear glasses, and so the thingy is pressing on that my makes a difference, yeah. yeah. And second, because I just seem to have this thing with Bluetooth where it causes issues. And then the other problem that I have with headphones is that I have my tragus pierced. And so that causes a lot of problems keeping headphones in my ears. And I'm forever <laughs> getting headphones fall out, which fucks me off chronically. Um, and <clears throat> I heard Joanna mention on a podcast that she wears jawbone headphones that are outer ear. So I was like, what, what are these? So I, cause I'm a patron. So I dropped a question and she, she emailed me the link. And um, so, yeah, I got these and it was like very serendipitous because I literally 
they they had a buy one get one free so my bloody wife ended up with a pair as well because uh, nice. it's black friday week and i tell you what dan this is the most surreal experience i've ever had because this like you for 35 years head 34 years how old am i um headphones have been in my ear right so i put these on and there was nothing in my ear and then sound started playing and i was like like what oh, i didn't understand weird. where the sound was coming from and i was like is this my phone is it coming from my phone and, um, <laughs> granny back yeah i was like yeah exactly and so like i picked up my phone i was like no it doesn't no it's not playing from my phone like where is it and then i was like oh it is actually playing and like it is very weird it's a bit disorienting at first to have sound go in your ear without it going in your ear yeah. um but it's also very very cool now they are completely useless for noisy environments or outdoors because of course you still have your normal ear canal so um you can hear everything that's going on but what they are very good at is staying on your ears and if you're in a quiet environment like working at home then they're perfect and they're also perfect for busy mums who might be listening to music and also have children that need things um and so I can hear Atlas and whatever he wants as well as being able to listen to whatever I want so they are perfect for me for in the house and they don't give me headaches um which is also good so yeah I kids I have, give me headaches yes well that's a whole <laughs> other story so yeah um, oh shit I've just dropped them yeah so that is that's my Good thing, thing you got that one, get one free. I know <laughs> nice I love okay, that okay so comments mm. so last week's question was what marketing systems do you have in place and scrolled down here so Edwin Downward said so far my marketing system is throw money against the wall and watch it bounce off every attempt at AMS ads sees fewer and fewer impressions bookbub ads get a little more traction but not much the handful of newsletter-based ad platforms I've tried ate my money. Social media does nothing. In short, I've hit a wall and can barely see light through the cracks. Uh, I would recommend taking one of um, the courses out there for ads. There's a few around. I think even um, Elena Johnson was saying in her book that she's got one. Um, but it's worth just sticking with that and keep going. Um, Rebel says, I have Instagram set up and will use it more than, more once I have books to promote. I'm in a few writing groups which allow promos at certain times, so we'll use them. I also plan to experiment with AMS ads and possibly Facebook ads. And of course, get good cover art. And one very, very interesting thing, just as an expansion of that, um, did you read Written Word Media's um, State of Indie Publishing 2021? Yeah. So in those ones, that like, I found it very, very interesting that still the top two marketing systems at work that people are using are uh, paid newsletter swaps and BookBub. Are sort of the top ones, just BookBub ad um, platform I in thought general. it was newsletters, not newsletter swaps paid news promos so yes, like um, new, that's very different to newsletter swaps. yeah yeah well that one um and then third came in at like facebook ads and um ams ads so they're still effective but i found it very interesting because i'm looking at my marketing systems for next year um and it's nice to see that like those paid ads aren't really like all well, the cost per click ads aren't the be all and end all still and that they're sort of like hope if you can't be asked to get into that game mm, yeah agree okay <clears throat> so is that question of the week yeah i believe so okay so it has been two over two and a half years since we quit our jobs and oh god here we go <laughs> been self-employed so my question to you is the good the bad and the really fucking ugly what is self-employment truly like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so the good can be boiled down for me primarily to flexibility and to having the ability to do things that I just would not have so easily in my old day job. So an example being uh, last week, I got um, a text from uh, my boy's mum saying uh, that the school are allowed it, allowing parents to go in and basically just watch a class for 30 minutes and just see the kids interact and things. Um, am I available? And yes, is the answer. Like, I don't have to run it by anyone. I don't have to book time off. Like, I might work a little bit extra in the evening to make up that time. Um, in this case, I dictated in the car on the way to the school and got my words in. Mm, dictation. Oh. Um, like, honestly, it's a fucking game changer. I am, yeah. Uh, my step count is five times what it's been for the last, like, year, which is amazing. Anyhow, uh, that's not the question. So, yeah, being being in control of your time, having the option to be flexible. Um, but what I'm about to say next comes much more, I think, later on in the self-employment journey, because um, we've discussed before about when you start self-employment, there is an element of just having to sometimes say yes to the things to find out what you want to do, what you don't want to do. You know, you have to keep the business running in the beginning anyhow, depending on how you've operated it and sort of stepped into self-employment. Um, but like being able to say yes or no to projects and knowing that at the heart of the business and the strategy, I'm building it in a way that works for me as opposed to sort of abiding by other people's work schedules, you know, the projects they want to run that you might disagree with um, all that kind of stuff. Um, the ability to scale your pay without having to wait for promotions and other people to sort of like see your value like being self-employed, there really is no no limit to how much you can earn. Um, conversely, there's also no limit to how much you might not earn if you don't put in the work. Um, trying to think, they're the, they're the main good ones that come to the top of my head. Um, I much enjoy building and playing with my own brand, so I no longer have to sort of ask permission to do particular things, like change the colour of a logo for a particular campaign. Ugh. Um it's just, it boils down to sort of like control and possibility and flexibility and just independence, which is like a glorious thing. What I will say about the bad is all of the things that I've just listed above. Oh my God, I love it. I wondered if you were going to do this. That is exactly what I was going to say. Uh-huh. Oh, for once in our lives, uh -huh. I've only taken 87 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and people and humans and wonderful writers. It has taken 87 episodes, but Dan and Sasha finally agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like you have the freedom, which means it's very easy to procrastinate. It's very easy for other people to attempt to steal your time. Um, it's very easy for things to easily slip and you're sort of accountable to yourself to make those things happen. If you don't deliver, you then suffer the consequences and only you most of the time, depending on what kind of work you do. Um, as I said, like financially, like you are in, in control of your money. So there's no limit to how much you can earn, but at the same time, you still have to make smart decisions about how you're going to grow your business. Otherwise it's very, very easy for your income to go down. Um, one common thing that's popped up relentlessly over the past few years is, it's very hard to take time off and to rest um, unless you sort of 
very strict and disciplined with building solid boundaries in your business. Um, and like, you have to do a lot of testing yourself, all of like your, your entire income depends on your choices and your activity and all that you do. And it's just, it's a wonderfully liberating thing, but at the same time, there's so much pressure. And we've, we've spoken a lot about how, like, you know, even taking quote time off, um, you're thinking about your business and it's percolating in the back of your head. And you're thinking about that one thing that you should have done that you didn't last week or ideas for the future and what you could do. And, you know, other people who are relying on bits of work from you and, you know, how to do X, Y, Z, grow, scale, all that kind of stuff. It is, is relentless. And one of the things I've come back to again and again in my mind is, you know, cause I've had moments where I've thought to myself, especially getting a mortgage was fucking horrible as a self-employed person, mm-hmm. single self-employed person. Um, but having a salary job would have made that a lot easier. So there have been times where I've considered going back to salary, but then the minute that I do, I'm like, yes, but I'm still going to be working evenings and doing this stuff because this is what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, I just get to do a lot more of it now. Um, I, I think the ugly for me, and this kind of comes back a little bit to consistency. And I think broadly speaking, social conditioning, the ugly for me at the minute is although I am in control of my own time, although I can sort of arrange my work however I want to, I still constantly, like pretty much daily, battle with my own internal conflicts over what a day should look like for me. Because even though I can work whenever the hell I want to, and often I do, if I'm giving myself, quote, like a lazier morning because I've had like a late night the night before, the minute nine o'clock hits, something inside me goes, the work day has begun. (laughs) and as much as like i'm working on stuff during the day and everything else the minute i get to five o'clock i'm like i should probably clock off now and there's a real and this might be just a me thing but there's a real internal conflict there because sometimes i'm like i would like to work a little bit later but i'm like oh i'm gonna be tired and i'm gonna have to start working again at nine tomorrow even though i don't (laughs) yeah so this is really that bit's really interesting to me because i don't have that but I have other things that are problematic yeah but but this like and it even more reinforces to me this uh extreme work that I need to do like Mm. I can only describe this week as extreme like it is extreme to work you know 15 16 17 hour days Mm -hmm. But also I know that I'm going to have two straight weeks off and I probably won't even turn on my computer um, Mm. over Christmas. And like, it's almost like I need to do extreme work followed by extreme rest. And that is just the, you know, but that means I won't work nine to five. (laughs) Well, I don't work nine Mm. to five anyway, but you know, like, yeah, I don't know. And, but that has never been, that has never been an issue to me. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think partly because, you know, my, my schedule throughout the day is my own. So I am very aware that like, cause you have obviously like triggers, like you have to get Atlas to school. That's like a time that you're bound by. You have to pick Atlas up. That's a time that you're bound by. You've got like, you know, a family and a partner, you have meal times and things. Whereas yeah. I'm, I'm by myself. So oh, I'm kind of in this kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in this mix of, um, yeah, just, just trying to, to work out. I think one of the other, one of the other ugly things is, um, and this isn't, necessarily just for you know being self-employed i think it's more specific to the self-employed path that we chosen which is much more sort of public if you fail you fail publicly 
and there's 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 not a lot of places to hide whereas if you're sort of like working one-on-one with clients it's sort of like email exchanges and stuff i think you can kind of hide that a bit more but we we've chosen to be a bit more in the spotlight with like the podcast and the things that we do and the groups that we run and stuff so if anything doesn't go as you want to like you can't you can't hide it yeah I don't mind that though that is not a thing that I mind so much because like I turn it into a learning lesson Mm. and I'll will share so that other people don't make the fuck-ups that I've made like I've made so many fuck-ups like I'm like well I might as well share but yes Mm -hmm. I know what you mean like you do fail publicly yeah yeah and I suppose other people wouldn't want to do that no well some people wouldn't yeah but yeah I'm trying to think like I think they're the the main principles um yeah self-employed life like I love it and I I can't go to anything else I just can't I'm like I'm happy growing my business and the business is growing and it's scaling and it's wonderful but dear god like I do look at the lives of some of my friends sometimes not all the time it's probably like I know one percent of my time (laughs) I go oh wouldn't it be nice just to like wake up clock in clock out and not have to worry about it anymore wouldn't that be wonderful? Then, I know. Like, I, look I know at that Chloe. I'm building like a legacy. Yeah. I look at Chloe sometimes and I'm like, oh my God. Like yesterday she, um, I wanted to go and get uh, like a sandwich and uh, she came downstairs, like rushing downstairs. She's like, come on, I've only got half, I've only got like 20 minutes. And she was like, can you go now? And I was like, yeah. Like, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? And, and that was kind of like a reminder to me. And I think that's where this question came from. Because I was like, oh, yeah, she has a really different life to me. Like, I just said, well, mm-hmm. I can go whenever I want. Like, un- unless I've got a meeting or a podcast, like I can, but that's, I arrange them. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so the good for me is very similar, I think. The good is that we get to choose the things that we work on. And if you are clever then you can choose to do the projects that bring you joy. Mm -hmm. Um, The bad alongside that is that you also have to choose to do things that will make you money. Mm -hmm. And you can't really get away from that until you have built a business big enough on the things that bring you joy that also pay you money. And that takes some time. Um, but the, you know, that's, but also, you know, like I have my nonfiction business and which does bring me joy. And that is amazing that, I have that um but also I can choose to write fiction that is still growing so you know like I have to do the non-fiction because it brings in the money but also like so yeah like that's good and bad and this is why I wanted to this is why I was like ha when you when you said that what you said yeah um <clears throat> the other good is that like you said completely completely flexible um you know, I can go to Starbucks in the middle of the day and work. I can go to the post office if I need. I can take a day off if I need. I didn't I even can, add that one. Yeah. You know, you can work wherever you want, when you want, how you want. Um, you know, there's nobody telling you what to do. And like, it's funny. I said to Chloe, my first job, like yours, after leaving university was in the student union. And I was president of the union and like as president, you are top dog. So nobody tells you what to do. You just choose your own direction. And I fucking thrived. Like I was brilliant at that job because I was determining what we did and driving the strategy for the union Um, and like working with the CEO and the vice chancellor and all the rest of it. The minute I left that job and went into corporate world where I had to do what somebody else told me, I was constantly in trouble. I was, 
hating my job. I was always that black sheep that would deliver exactly what they wanted, but not what they wanted because they didn't really want me to actually deliver what they wanted me to deliver. Um, you know, in like it was just in, you know, they want these creative people with all these ideas who can go and fix problems, but actually they don't really want you to do that at they all. Want drones they want drones to the mold. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and it was a fucking problem. And I said to her, the only time I've ever found work difficult was when I had to work for somebody else I was not born to work for other people and um anyway so I can't even remember what I was talking about but um yeah so flexibility um in a way that my wife just doesn't have like she was saying to me um about like next summer like booking booking two weeks away she was like well why don't we just book like two or three weeks and like if you need to take your laptop and work she was like, whilst you're out there, then we can do that. And I was like, we can. And that's great. Because um, well, well, what she was saying is, well, if like t- to cover the whole holidays, if she does two weeks and I do two weeks and we want a family two week holiday over the six week thing, she was like, she could take that off because she'd get paid because it cuts across her annual leave years. Yeah. But I wouldn't. And she was like, well, you could always work whilst we're away. And I'm like, well, I could. But that also means I don't get a break. Mm-hmm. what is break (laughs) yes exactly um so anyway but but how wonderful that I have that flexibility to do that if we need it right that is ridiculous and amazing and fantastic um I think some of the other good things are the fact that we get to see the impact that we have on like that our work has on people um you know because people will reach out and tell us or we'll get to see reviews or we will get to you know we can see the creator that we are creating in the world and that is goosebump inducing is the only thing that I can say um and also that we are in a role where we can have an impact on people and I love that I love being able to help somebody be it directly one-on-one or indirectly through books or courses or whatever um some of the bad I think um I also I agree with all the good things that you said some of the bad I think is cash flow um cash flow is is really tricky when you are a um new person in uh self-employment so I halved my income when I left my day job I literally halved it and so I was living month by month for sure like when I first first left my day job I'm not living month by month now um but that has been fucking savage to get to um and I think I think it's really hard to get to the point where you have and I always get these words mixed up but like you have you bring in income which pays all of your bills then you have a little bit more income which you save for tax and then you actually have something left over and that is really like getting past that initial like you can pay all your bills is relatively easy to get to but getting to the point where you can pay your bills and save your tax and have money left over is really 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 hard um and you know there are some months where you will earn a fuckload of money like literally thousands of pounds will come into your bank account and you'll be like And then there are other months where it will be like, you've got a mortgage. Good luck with that. Um, And so I think cash flow is one of the bad things. Like you have to be smarter and cleverer than somebody who gets a paycheck uh, month by month. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just mean that 
when you this don't is hard have cons- to work out yeah, yeah when you don't have a consistent income it has to stay front and center in your mind um and you know i don't think it's an insurmountable thing i really do think that you know it's something that you very quickly adapt to like chloe always finds it very odd that i get payments almost every day like i literally have money coming into my bank like constantly it's bizarre um for her who has to wait all month um but the, the downside of that is if she's skint and obviously like i've used my allotted pennies and then like we want to do something the money that comes in gets eaten away because yeah. i'm like oh well let's just go and do x y and z and that's yeah. not great because that does not help you <laughs> to pay your tax bill so yeah like there are kind of like good and bad with that good that you know it's very rare that i'm genuinely short of money now because money comes in constantly um but also you have to be on top of that and manage that a bit more and I finally feel like I'm starting to get to the point where I am able to be a bit better with that so that's that's one of the bads I think the ugly is kind of what you were saying like decision fatigue is a real problem for me um Mm -hmm. I like there is so much pressure to decide everything all day every day that I genuinely think it is the underlying demon in the corner that nobody ever really talks about and um you definitely get better at it I think some things start to become automatic decisions but your whole livelihood rests on every decision that you make and and that is really hard it's also amazing and liberating and fantastic when you achieve good things because you've made good decisions but it's also really exhausting and I genuinely get to the point where I'm so fucking irritated with decision making that I will snap over the monotonous conversation that everybody has which is what do you want for dinner dinner? yeah because I'm like I I literally like so I felt a bit bad actually we've got some friends and they want to go bookstore shopping and there was like this conversation going back and forth as to whether or not we were going to do it this weekend or next weekend. And I was literally like, I am out of this conversation. Somebody else make the decision. I don't fucking care. Like I want to go with you, but I am incapable of making this decision. Like this Mm -hmm. is not a decision I can make, you know, and and it's like, and that's why I wear the same shit every single day because I don't have to make a decision. Yeah. Like I literally buy myself uniforms so I don't have to decide what to wear because with food as well, same breakfast, same lunch, but for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I do exactly the same. Like, and I think, it is it is unbelievable because not only are we making business decisions like do I do advertising well do I do two ads do I do one ad do I make the budget this do I make the budget that like we are also making decisions literally our very job writing a book involves hundreds of thousands of decisions is this the right word does this foreshadow it properly should I kill this character do I add this subplot in should I edit this paragraph out you know like all of these decisions like on and on and on and on and I think that that is I think that is really the ugly side of this business is Mm -hmm. that the the level of decision making that we have to make and like that is why I have like I it really frustrates me because like I always say, oh, I don't have self-control over some things. And I genuinely don't think that's the case. I just think I've used all my decision-making ability. Um, you know, so like 
why can't I stop eating chocolate? Well, because yeah. I fucking used all my decision-making capacity yeah. throughout the day. And so when it, I don't have any more decision-making capacity to decide not to eat something, you know, mm. or whatever. Uh, there's a, it, maybe not the best example. Um, but yeah, and I think the other good thing that I want to end on is our ability to experiment. Like, oh, I fucking love that we get to experiment and try things. And just like one of the things that I hated about my day job is that if I wanted to try a new thing, you know, I couldn't do that. Like I had mm-hmm. to ask 5,000 different people and submit a paper, you know, and, and then the paper had to go to three different boards before you could do one fucking thing and uh-huh. buy a different pencil or whatever, yeah. you know, and I just love, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I just love that we can just experiment. Like, and I know experimentation isn't what lots of people like, but I love experimenting and just fucking digging in and trying a new thing and just seeing how it goes. And if it doesn't work, oh, fucking well, you tried it. It was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I love, I love that. Um, I, I lied. One last thing on the flexibility. It is so joyful. But like the decision making, I think we have to learn to control the flexibility mm-hmm. because what flexibility usually and leads to is working all hours, all of the hours. And yeah, so I think flexibility is both a holy grail and a Pandora's box. Yeah. Coming back to um, the asking permission thing as well, like I genuinely with my old job, I had to get the CEO's permission to be able to write outside of work because I worked in like marketing and copywriting and things. They wanted to make sure there wasn't any conflict with me, like using the creative energy that I should be using at work outside and that to make sure it wouldn't affect my job. So I had to sign the paper. I had to fill out what I was doing and the reason why, hand it to my senior management team for approval and when I did it and handed over the letter, as I was walking away, I'm literally like, if this comes back as no, number one, I'm still fucking doing it anyway. And number two, I'm looking for a new job. Oh, my God. Yeah. I um, am literally furious that you mm-hmm. had to do that. Like, that just one made of my me colleagues feel a bit sick. Did it. Yeah, one of my colleagues um, put her permission in and it got rejected. Yeah. But um, I will also say, like, one ugly thing that popped up as well, just from what you were saying that, like, we've voiced a few times, is you're not just like self-employed doing like you like you're not just an author or like you're not just a designer or whatever you are a marketer a finance expert a strategist you are like every level of every hat for a business and if you're not prepared to learn each individual area and see how they work together to look at the wider view and the strategy of what it takes to run your business because you're not just like I'm not just an author I'm a business owner that is who I am um if you're not prepared to learn that stuff or like wear all those different hats then you will struggle unless you have the finances to outsource okay i'm gonna add one more (laughs) because (laughs) don't do it people (laughs) no i'm gonna add one more because this is one of the ones i wanted to say and i just forgot i got wrapped up in what i was saying um this in particular this job and i don't i can't speak for other self-employed roles Mm -hmm. this is a life Yes. You are not just choosing to run a business or or be in a certain industry. This is a lifestyle. This is you are this is all encompassing. This is a life that you are choosing. It is not just a job. Um you will have to make sacrifices in places you didn't think you will have to, but you will also get freedoms in places you didn't think that you would get. Um, but it is very 
all consuming in a way that I like I've got a few sort of like brother-in-laws and stuff who are like you know plumbers or whatever and their life doesn't seem to be the same life as me like they they have to do some shitty hours sometimes you know they have to do after hours because they get emergency call outs and things but they very much get to switch off in a way that I don't yes um and so I think yeah I don't know I think that that point in particular is the good the bad and the ugly rolled into one that this is a life that you are choosing it is not just a job and and you have to let the people in your life know that uh because they will have to adjust to that as well yeah I will spring off that just for one very quick anecdote which was um I bumped into an old friend that I'd not seen in a while the other day. Mm. I was talking about my business and he was asking how it's all going. And I was telling him that, you know, I've hired help. I've got a virtual assistant. And uh, he looked at me and literally went, are you that busy? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Like so many of no one, no one understands a self-employed person's job. Like if you're not self-employed, you you don't understand at all. But like quite a lot of my friends are literally like, oh, Dan just gets up. He writes a book and then like he's free for the rest of the day. And I'm like, fucking nope. hell no nope. <laughs> oh my god yeah and oh there was no god. there was no malice in there or anything and like i don't i don't blame him because i get it a lot but like just that little thing of just like yeah yeah i am busy and then i sort of start to detail what my actual day looks like and you just see his face like oh i'm very very glad that i work in this place <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, okay so i don't know how uh we can ask this question so i think i think the question that we're gonna have to say uh oh no we'll do that after okay so um quarter four challenge how are we doing for our quarter four challenge okay um so my things are move house check um activated authors calendar actually the first two months of content um first two months content are rolling and we'll soon be um starting to sort of advertise and things the calendar is sort of working as a part of my rearranging my business stuff um I am 60,000 words through the first draft of uh, a novel in dictation that will be an 80,000 word book. Um, and I'm yet to dictate a short story. Okay. How about you? So, well, Sasha will read 30 books this quarter. I'm up to 17. Um, hopefully by the end of November, I will be up to 19, I think, almost. So December will be... I'll be pushing it for December, I think, but I think I will, I think I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll do it. Especially I might add, like, I might, I might do a couple in audio in December just to make sure that I hit, um, Logo for the thing is done. Create a plan for a series of masterclasses. Well, I've done my plan for next year now, uh, well, roughly anyway. And, um, I have a, I have two topics I'm trying to narrow down. And the reason I'm doing that is because I think one is going to end up as the, the next nonfiction book I work on. And I might, what I might do is do a full course and then do a masterclass, like a light version of it in a masterclass. I'm not sure. Anyway, so yeah, I'm sort of, I feel like I've, I'm getting the plan for that. Yeah. Um, edit accepted anthology stories. <laughs> Have not done that. That is my task once I finish Trey. Okay, so audience question of the week. Um, I think the question is going to be, what, whatever your job is, be it employment or self-employment, what is the good, the bad and the ugly? Mm. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. So I think that's it then, isn't it? Yes. And we shall see you next week.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.